0: so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, we continue our Advent reading of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Last week we heard from that magnificent second chapter about the vision of all the tribes going up the holy mountain. We now shift to the 11th chapter, and one of the most famous descriptions of the Messiah. Isaiah the prophet is dreaming about the coming of the Messiah. Here's what he says. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Jesse, of course, is the father of King David, so he's saying from this Davidic root will come the Messiah. There's a beautiful depiction of this in the Cathedral of Chartres. One of the great windows, you'll see Jesse, and he's asleep. Then coming up from his loins is this great plant, and on the plant are all of his descendants, the ancestors of Jesus. At the top of the plant, there's Christ himself. There's that bud that blossoms, is talking about. Now listen, what will this Messiah be like, this son of Jesse? The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Isaiah is inaugurating here a very long tradition. It comes up and down the centuries. The seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. He's saying that the Messiah, when he comes, will be so filled up with the Spirit of God, that he will have these seven manifestations of the Divine Spirit. In that chart window, around the head of Jesus, are seven doves. And they symbolize these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, why is it important for us? Well, first, because it awakens our sense of of Jesus and what he's like and what he has. But secondly, because we, the baptized, we who participate in Jesus, believe that we have been gifted too with these seven gifts of the holy spirit and so as part of our advent hopefulness i like to talk about these seven you can find them again all up and down the tradition augustine talks about them aquinas talks about them as i mentioned they're on the the windows of chart dante talks about them what are they again listen wisdom understanding knowledge counsel fortitude piety and fear of the lord Let me say something very quickly about each one The first gift of the holy spirit is wisdom Sophia in the greek sapientia in latin wisdom Thomas Aquinas said that wisdom is the view from the hilltop he means It's that type of vision that sees things from the perspective of the highest cause from the perspective of God I was flying home from Oregon just last week, and I'd seen Mount Hood from the ground beautiful Stately Mount Hood and they told me that it was part of the Cascade range these Volcanic mountains that go up the west coast. They include Mount Rainier and Mount St. Helens well As I'm up on the plane, I'm looking down from this height. I could see Mount Hood, and then I could see, for a while anyway, that whole stretch of the Cascade Range. Oh, there it is. Now I can really see how that fits into a broader pattern. So the person of wisdom sees the world, listen now, not from the narrow perspective of his own needs and desires and preoccupations, not just crawling on that narrow ground right in front of him, But the wise person sees the world from the standpoint of God. How does this joy of mine figure in God's plans? How is this suffering of mine ingredient in God's designs? That's the question. Those are the kinds of questions raised by the wise person. Next two gifts of the Spirit are often linked together, understanding and knowledge. Augustine says, Understanding and knowledge refer to our appreciation for, our savor for the holy things of God. How often we spend our intellectual energies on this worldly matters. You know, we spend our energies on understanding mathematics and science and politics Sports people will pour over the sports page for hours memorizing statistics and so on People can tell you all about the Cubs season past seasons. We spend a lot of intellectual energy worrying about this worldly things These gifts of understanding and knowledge Orient our minds toward the deep things of God The Trinity the incarnation the sacraments the Eucharist Sin, grace, all these deep spiritual truths, listen, which we will think about for all eternity. They are the stuff of heaven. With these gifts of the Holy Spirit, we get a taste for them, a savor, a love of speculating, thinking, wondering, meditating about the things of God. Next gift of the Holy Spirit, counsel. This one now is less intellectual. It's more moral. Counsel is a gift that enables us to make our way morally in the world. Determining not just what we will do, because that's an an ordinary capacity, let's say, to know what to do in the area of business, to know what to do in the area of politics, to know what to do in ordinary things. Counsel is a gift of the Holy Spirit that enables me to choose well the kind of person I want to be. Now think about that for a second. We can move through the day, and we rarely avert to that question. We can move very successfully through our day in business and finance and ordinary things, And never particularly worry about what kind of person I am. What are my deepest loves? What's the deepest and most important value in my life? Counsel is a feel for that. Choosing well the kind of spiritual person that I'm to be. You know, in some ways, counsel is like prudence. Know-how, practical know-how, a feel for the present situation. You know when Brett Favre gets on the football field, probably the greatest quarterback of our time, and Brett Favre has this feel for the football field. He can read a defense effortlessly. As the play is in motion, he knows how to adjust to it. And he can snake a football through some little opening in the defense, better than almost any quarterback on the In the game today. He has this prudential feel for football. Counsel, the gift of counsel, gives us that sort of feel in the spiritual arena, a feel for the good person that I want to be. You know where you sense counsel? Very much in the great saints. I was just reading a biography of Mother Teresa Mother Teresa, as a young nun, was a wonderful person. By all accounts, terrific, morally upright, good, prayerful woman. But she had a feel for something, that there was something more needed in her life. And it was this total gift that led her into the slums of Calcutta to take care of the dying. Everyone around her told her she was crazy. She was imprudent. But she had a feel for it, that this is the kind of person God wants me to be. And so she did it. And, of course, she revolutionized the spiritual life in the 20th century. That's the gift of counsel. Next one is the gift of fortitude. Isaiah just calls it strength. The gift of fortitude or strength is this capacity to do the good, even in the face of great opposition. Now, Christians, we know this. It's often very difficult to be good. We face all kinds of interior temptations against the good. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I can't do it. I'm tempted in the other direction. Fortitude, first of all, is an inner strength against temptation. Now, it's in regard to the deepest spiritual things. We can have fortitude in regard to ordinary matters. Someone who who toes the line in business, someone who walks the straight and narrow in his political convictions, someone who who plays the game well despite opposition. But now fortitude has to do with strength in the spiritual life. Here's the person I know God wants me to be. Fortitude enables me to say no to those inner temptations. It also enables me to struggle well against the external pressures think of jesus in the garden of gethsemane now he has all these gifts of the holy spirit there you see his fortitude against both inner tension and the external pressures not to do the will of his father you see it of course in the great martyrs i was doing some research recently in edith stein edith stein who went to her death went to her death to witness to christ that comes from this gift of fortitude next one piety i know piety has kind of a bad reputation the word in english has a old kind of fussy overtone you know someone's pious sort of superficially religious maybe judgmental of others that's not what piety means aquinas says piety is related to justice to be pious is to know what we owe to God. We owe God everything. Therefore, we must engage in great acts of thanksgiving and praise. The liturgy, the Mass, is an act of piety because it's an act of justice, rendering to God what is due to God. So the pious person has a deep feel, a deep instinct for prayer, for liturgy for praise and thanksgiving, making those structuring elements of one's life. That's piety. Last one, fear of the Lord. The last gift of the Holy Spirit is fear. Now, again, it doesn't mean servile fear. Aquinas said, servile fear is the fear that a slave has before his master. If I don't do what the master says, I'll be punished. I'll be beaten. I'll be whipped. Servile fear. That's unworthy of the Christian, that we're afraid primarily of God's punishment. Though so, I mean, that can play a role in the spiritual life at a preliminary stage, quite right. But that's not what we're talking about here. There's also Aquinas' says, filial fear. That's the fear that a son has vis-a-vis his father. And you know what it is? It's the fear that he might lose this relationship of deep love that means the world to him, that means everything to him. The fear that he might compromise that friendship And so, this gift of fear of the Lord is a deep conviction in us that we must not lose our connection to God because friendship with God is what matters above all things. And so, yes, I'm afraid of losing that. And I'm afraid if I engage in some activity or some way of life that compromises that friendship. Yes, I am afraid. That's the fear of the Lord that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. How do we get them? Well, they're gifts. They're ultimately matters of grace. But I'll say one thing as I close. We get them by association with Jesus Christ, the Messiah in whom they are fully realized. During Advent, as we hope for the Lord, we are associating ourselves with him so as to participate in these gifts. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that, together, we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.